Help I Got a Mac, episode number 13. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. You're listening to the Mac podcast that's devoted just to you, the brand new Mac user or the person who's just thinking about getting a Mac. Uh, And uh, we're here to help navigate through all of your uh, wonderment about, you know, where in the world is that right click on here and and how do I do (laughs) things with one button? That's just craziness. You don't need any more than one button, don't you know? <laughs> so anyway, Chris, long time no talk, my friend. I know it's been forever. Oh my gosh! So uh, no, seriously, folks. Did that we, sound convincing? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, for, for those of you who listened to episode number twelve, you realize that we're recording this immediately following that, uh, as uh, we want to continue our our discussion of the things that were released at MacWorld. Uh, the next thing that were, was on our list, and so what we're going to start with today, is um, the iTunes Movie Rental announcement. And uh, Chris, tell us about iTunes Movie Rentals. Well, you know, uh, I love Steve Jobs. I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> him and I kind of feel the same philosophy about renting things and, and purchasing things. Um, a lot of people have been saying, you know, how come Apple doesn't do a, a movie or a music rental program like you know like Rhapsody does and Zoom Marketplace and and um, all the other ones well a lot of people listen to their favorite songs more than once I, you know I listen to some of my favorite stuff all the time over and over and over again and I want to own that stuff I never want to stop paying and then lose all the songs that I've gone that, that I've grown to love and, and everything like that so I, I buy music and I keep music and I listen to it all the time Movies, on the other hand, I only I only have a handful of DVDs, or else you know I have like fifteen hundred CDs and and stuff, and I've only got like twenty movies on DVD. Yeah, I I'm the same way. And as far as the DVD movies that I have, I'm sad to say that I've watched one time, and probably will never watch again. Yeah, I've I'm one of those guys that like uh, like Ghostbusters was on the on the TV yesterday, and I have it on DVD. I never put it in to watch it, but if it's on TV, I'm going to sit there and watch it. Isn't that crazy? It's funny. So no, I totally agree with that. I I mean, I don't if I don't want to pay for a monthly a monthly fee to a service, and then all of a sudden decide that I'm not going to pay that monthly fee anymore, and then all of a sudden I lose my entire music library. That's ridiculous. Right. So so we're we're we agree upon that. At least you and I do, uh, mm-hmm. and and several other people do. But but if you enjoy the you know that whole concept, there are lots of services out there where you can rent your your music. Yeah. So, but let's talk about this movie rental. So, so the idea is that you know uh, they do have movies for purchase on iTunes, which I personally don't think is a great thing. You know, yeah. If it, I'm if I'm going to purchase a movie, I will purchase it on DVD because I want to get the extra features and stuff. That's the only reason I can think of to really purchase the movie is is for the extra features. You know, mm. the the different commentary tra- audio tracks and. And the the deleted scenes and stuff like that. Now, if you give us some of that stuff and make that available when you actually purchase, 
the the movie from iTunes. I might even consider buying a movie if that wasn't available when you rent it, but it is available when you buy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because you can. The, the, there's there's a uh, third party programs that you can you know quote unquote back up a DVD and all of its special features into a file. And then it, you know, it's got the same menus and everything, just like a DVD would. They could do that as as a purchase service, and, and they don't. So, yeah. well, I, maybe they will as an incentive in the future. Uh, now that now that you have these movie rentals, but let's talk about the movie rentals. So now they have movie rentals, and they announced that they have all major networks. All I'm sorry, all major studios uh, signed up with them, which I hope they don't screw this up and <laughs> get people mad <laughs> and tell them off and, and write them off because that would just be crazy. So all major studios are now on board. And what we're ha- what we have is the ability to rent movies uh, 30 days after the release of the DVD. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really to, c- to not cut into DVD sales. No, that because, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Target and Walmart and all those places, you know, they they obviously need that that DVD sale, and that's fine. You know, if you want to, if you if it's a movie you just really really have to see, you're either going to purchase it or you're going to go to you know a blockbuster or or a movie gallery or something like that and grab it. Right, absolutely. And and waiting thirty days, thirty days is a negligible period of time to wait for for a decent movie. And and if you're like me, and and it's one of those movies that just you know you go to the store and it's out of stock, and you end up picking your second or third favorite anyway. Um, th- then you know waiting thirty days is really not that bad of an idea anyway. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Now, Chris, have you rented a movie yet? No, I haven't. I have. I have. And it, it is awesome. So we were sitting down, Stephanie and I, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're having, we had a family day yesterday. And we decided to uh, rent the movie, uh, what, what was it? Oh, Fantastic Four, The Silver Surfer. Okay. And uh, we, had, we had a gift card that Stephanie had received for $30 for iTunes. So we went ahead and installed that. We have like a, you know, had a 30, we had a total of $33 credit in credits on, on the store. So I went in and um, we, we rented uh, this movie. And it was for $2 and no, it was $3.99. Okay. Because uh, so, it, it was a somewhat newer movie. That's about the same price you're going to pay at a Blockbuster, I think. It, it Actually, it's a little less than the movie gallery here in Hebron. Uh, we had recently rented a movie, and it was like uh, 524 or 534 or something like that. And you get it for five nights, but, dude, you watch it the night that you rent it, and, and you're pretty much done with it. Except for Transformers. I will say that our family, we had Transformers the entire rental time. And I think the the movie got played at least twice a day every day we had it. So, <laughs> but but that was Transformers. My kids loved that movie. Yeah, and so did Stephanie. And but anyway, we 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 click. We went through the store. We hit the rent button, which immediately starts the download of the movie. And here's the thing: you don't have to wait until it shows up in your rented movie queue on your uh, iTunes. I went to the downloads feature. And I double clicked on it as it was downloading. I mean, just barely done down started. And I and I, I double clicked on it. it. Says, "Are you sure you want to start watching this? Because once you click yes, you will only have 24 hours to complete viewing before it's no longer available." 
Yeah. So it does. And that is one of the uh, drawbacks. Um, I believe they need to extend that to at least 36 hours or something like that. Or not 36 hours, but or, I'm sorry, at least three days. Um, yeah. For, for me, though, honestly, like, and just like you said, 99% of the time, when I want to when I want to rent a movie, I want to watch it as soon as I as soon as I get it. I will tell you though, there have been times when it's like now's the perfect time, but some somebody calls and says, "Hey, do you want to go out to dinner?" and it's like a free dinner opportunity. It's like, yeah. "Heck yeah." And then you come home and you got to oh gosh, we have to give the kids a bath and then put them to bed and and by the time you're all done and it's all done said with, you you started the movie, you got 5 minutes into it, and the next thing you know, you get home, and it's 11 o'clock at night, it's too late. Kids got to be up in school. I've got work to do all day tomorrow. And all by the way, after work tomorrow, uh, we have this thing already scheduled. And the next thing you know, that movie's expired. Yeah, pay-per-view on, on cable is the same way. Uh, the on-demand service. Yep. But I'm just saying that, that I could see where it could be a huge inconvenience and, and it could actually be a waste of $3.99. Mm-hmm. Last night, however, it was not. It, it we, we went ahead and said, yes, we definitely want to start watching it now. It was so nice to have it. Probably, it, probably about 4% had been downloaded and we started watching it and it downloaded the rest of the movie as we were watching it. And uh, I basically had it my... Um, the little mini DVI to, uh, what is that, RCA output, video out. Okay. I, cl- I, I brought that in to uh, my junction box on my standard definition television because I, I don't have high def here yet. And I, I hooked up the RCA cables and plugged it into my stereo output on the laptop. And so I had surround sound. I had uh, a very nice full widescreen picture on the TV screen. And it looked just as good because now because I do have a standard definition television, it looked just every bit as good and no different than any DVD that I would rent from the store. Isn't that so convenient? I mean, you just you just did it. Boom. And it, it, there it is. It's coming down and it's done. I was we were watching the movie before we, I would have even pulled out of the driveway to go to the store to pick it up. And when I was done watching the movie. I didn't have to think, oh, make sure we put that over by my car keys so that I don't forget to take it back to the store. Right, and it was in stock. It wasn't out of stock. You it, know, it's it's there. It. Let me just tell you, we are going to be renting more movies now as a result of this. Mm-hmm. A lot more movies. And I had, now I will say, I've had Netflix before, and I, I don't know what it is, but, and you and I had, I think we had talked about this. But the fact is, is when I had Netflix, it's like I would put movies in my queue and yeah, I'd, I'd want to watch them when I, when I click, yeah, put it in my queue. But next thing I know, by the time it gets to my door, even if it's, you know, one business day later, something's changed and it's like, oh, that doesn't sound as good as it did the other night. Yeah. And so it just sits there and then eventually it grows enough dust on it. It's like, oh, here's the movie I really want to see. So I send it back to get that other movie and then chances are that that one. And so I never ended up watching these. But the fact that it's like, you know what? Right now, this very minute and over the next two hours, I'm really interested in seeing this movie and having the ability to see that movie as it's downloading from iTunes and have it only cost $2.99 or $3.99 and it is awesome yeah and the, the the cool thing is let's say you got that movie and you got it just for you like your wife didn't couldn't have cared less about the movie you got it and you know that 
in two hours you're going to hop a plane, you just plug in your iPhone or your iPod, that movie comes right over there, and you just continue watching it from from your TV to your portable device. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. You can you can finish up watching it on your iPhone. The one thing I wondered, though, and, and, and I didn't think to ch- try this out, is to go ahead and sync it up on my iPhone and then not sync after the expiration. Because, because what happens is after the expiration, it removes it from your iTunes library. But I wonder if you, if you would have the ability to continue to watch on your iPhone or your iPod device, video iPod device uh, until you sync next. I'd be willing to bet it, it, it'll auto-delete itself or something. You think so? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Apple to do that. Yeah. But anyway, um, Jay Schaefer's in the chat room says, but why charge the new release price after it's been out for 30 days? Well, I would say um, in defense of uh, Apple, I would say that a 30, th- after it's been out for 30 days on DVD, number one, it's still a new release to Apple uh, for download. And I think even the new, even the video stores usually charge their premium for, I don't know, a good three months, don't they? I would think so, yeah. Uh, at least that. And and I, I'm totally cool with $3.99. And uh, I'm just glad that they do have a reduced price of two ninety nine for those really old movies mm-hmm. uh, that, that are back in the old catalog that you want to go back and see from time to time. Yeah, for three bucks, there's, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen yet that, you know, I just, I go to the video store and I forget or whatever, you know, and now I can sit here and and browse through the titles, watch a preview of it, and go, oh yeah, boom, done, and watch it. Yeah, Jay Schaefer's in the chat room. He's requesting a talk. Let's bring him in for just a moment. Uh, go ahead, John. Uh, Cliff, but my thought is on that uh, on the char- they're waiting, making you wait thirty days on it on for to get a new release movie. Well, if you if you movie you really want to see, and that you're going to have gotten it from the video store or bought it within thirty days, yet they're still charging you the premium. They're still charging that extra dollar premium for it to be a new release when it's already 30 days old. I don't, they ought to just, in my opinion, they need to do away with the premium for the new releases. I think it's more of a, a an appeasement to the uh, to the studios if, if it was if it was up to me. Yeah, I, I think that's right, and and, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you definitely want to, if you're so eager to see the movie that that you don't want to wait the 30 days that you go out to the video store, then you go to the video store and pick it up. And at, by that point, then it doesn't matter what the price is because you've already seen the movie. But if you're somebody like me, and and, and, and I tell you, I, I personally don't just run out and go get a movie as soon as it's available. I just wait until the mood kind of just, you know, hey, I'm in the mood to see a movie tonight. Well, and my wife and I would, would normally wait until it's on uh, on demand because it's just so much more convenient. Exactly. And so, you know, the the fact is is that it is a new release to me. It, it it's a it's a relatively new movie, so it hasn't lost all of its appeal as far as having conversations with people and talking about the movie. And so and and, and so for me, it, it is a new release. But mm-hmm. but I totally get where you're coming from. And but I I don't know. I I, I don't. I, of course, there is another tier of pricing, and it is uh, f- uh what was it three dollars? No, four dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, or no. Th- it, it's three ninety nine and four ninety nine, but those are for high def movies. Is wait a second? So no, it's it, okay. Yes, regular movies are two ninety nine and three ninety nine, but then right. it's four ninety nine if you want to get a high def movie. Yes. Okay. And 
of course, for me, I have no need for a high def movie because, like I said, I have a low, I have a standard def television, and I will tell you, it looked stunning. Mm-hmm. It, it looked absolutely gorgeous, and, and even if you watch it on your on your MacBook screen, uh, which I, I tell you, even that looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so, but but for those of you who do have a high def te- television, and the next topic, uh, Apple TV Take Two. Uh, then yeah, it makes perfect sense to get the HD, and you know what? To be able to rent those for five bucks, I think that's an excellent price. And and here's the thing: you're not going to be able, yeah, you can only see the HD content um, to rent if you have an Apple TV. So, oh, and you I'm, can't you can't get that through uh, iTunes? I don't believe so. I believe if you looked on your computer, you won't you won't see the uh, the high def rentals. Now I'm going. I just turned on my TV. Um, just to see how much a, a typical movie on demand is. Like, if I want to watch uh, Super Bad, uh-huh. let's see how much it is. Hopefully, I just didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's three ninety nine. There you go. And on on my Direct TV, uh, you know, they choose what this what time the movie starts, and it's three ninety nine there as well. And let's see, a high def movie, Harry Potter, is four ninety nine. So, so you know, yeah. the pr- the prices are right are right in line with. Uh, you know, and with I, the new releases on 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 the in demand stuff, I cannot tell you how convenient it was to do this. And 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 to think about this, let's just say I'm going and and I'm I'm going to some kind of uh, event, you know, like at church, and the teens are wanting to watch a movie, and, and I rent it, I download it, and I just take my MacBook and just hook it up to the TV there, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it just, there's all kinds of possible. It's really nice, but let's move on. So iTunes movie rental, I give that a five star. Oh yeah. Um, I am so excited. About it, is, it. it is awesome folks. It really is. Okay. So let's talk about Apple TV. Yes. Apple TV no longer requires a television. Yes. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> That was cool. and you agreed with me. That's and I agreed. Thing. That was so awesome. It's like I said that so convincingly that you like hold. I mean, that was like, yeah, Cliff, you're right. It's like yes. Well, you you know me. Uh, I've been I've been I've been I've been secretly lusting after an app. Well, I wouldn't say it secretly. I've been saying it quite a bit, but I've been lusting after an Apple TV for months. Well, that and that's weird because before this announcement. That Apple TV, it's like, dude, what's up with that? I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an iPod. You still have to sync this stupid thing. And but but now, and what I meant to say is, is it no longer requires a computer. So oh, I could get it, it one of the these. Most brilliant move they've ever done. I could get one of these for my mom, my grandmother, anybody that can function with a remote control and point up and down, left and right, and hit enter. They now can own and operate an apple tv and i now of course i i haven't looked at a whole lot of this but i would assume they could download uh music mm-hmm. they could download now let me ask you if i let's just say i bought some music on uh, my itunes can i still sync even though it's no longer required yeah what what would happen is let's say you bought uh the new beck album or whatever on uh, on your Apple TV, when you plug into your computer and you and you set up the syncing for the Apple TV, because you can you can set up one computer to it that the uh, Apple TV will talk to. Uh huh. It'll bring all that all that content that you purchased over onto your computer for you. Right. All right. So, oh yeah, and one of the things that is they're saying is that you still 
uh, you are still going to need a pretty decent connection to the internet. But mm-hmm. e- even that, some you know, somebody who is not technically savvy could have somebody come in and install, you know, DSL and a wireless router, something that they're never really going to have to touch. And once that's set up, it's good and ready to go. Well, like, I, I think this is a this is still. I don't want to say a companion piece, but like let's. I always use my mom and dad as an example on this mm-hmm. show. But you know, my mom and dad forever had dial-up, and they're like, "Oh, we don't use the computer enough to get broadband and this, that, and the other." Well, they finally got broadband, and now they use the computer all the time. Right. The Apple TV would still work in their house because they wouldn't make the connection of using before of using the computer to make the Apple TV work. Right. Now this is two completely different appliances and they'll probably never ever talk to each other. But now that that it doesn't need the computer, the the, the entry point's a lot easier for someone like my parents who who have a broadband connection, use their computer for computer stuff and they don't use it for media, but they'll use the Apple TV for media. Absolutely. So, so th- this is an awesome new product. Now, let me ask you: the folks who had the early uh, Apple TV, is this a software upgrade, and it, and then all of a sudden they can do everything with that that now this new one will do? Yeah, it's the same hardware as it was before. It's just a software update. And uh, I want to I want to let everybody know that I'm getting an Apple TV. Yeah, it's, a, it's official. I'm getting it in the next like week or two. Awesome, awesome. So uh, let me ask you one other question then. Did they drop the price on the Apple TV? They did. The Apple TV's uh, price point was um, $299. Now it's $229. And a little tip from uh, Uncle Chris to all of our listeners out there. If you go to uh, the Apple refurbished site, you know, if you go to store.apple.com, and if you scroll down in the lower left-hand side, uh, there's a little blurb about, uh, buying refurbished products, and you can get the Apple TV refurbished now for one ninety nine. That is awesome. Yeah, very cool. And uh, of course, I've heard a lot about this. You can now subscribe directly uh, to all your podcasts, video podcasts, audio podcasts, using your Apple TV again without having to have a computer. See, I think that is. I think that's a bigger deal than the, than the rentals, as far as as far as I'm concerned, because I I love video podcasts, yes, and I, I love I, I love that there's a lot of high def video podcasts. And as a lot of people know, I hacked an Xbox to watch podcasts and stuff. Well, they don't do it doesn't do HD content at all because it's just not powerful enough. But now I can I can plug in you know to my nice HD TV. I can watch like National Geographic high def programming on it for free. That's just you know, with, with the with the writer strike happening on TV, there's not a whole lot of, of good television content on there now, unless you like reality television, which I can take it or leave it. Now I have this whole new world of podcasts that I can just sit there with my cool little Apple remote, go through them, watch them, subscribe to them. They're right there whenever I need them. That's huge. That is huge. The only thing else that I think that they could add to this Apple TV that would be really cool. And an, an added functionality would be an RSS reader, mm-hmm. to, just so that you know you could literally subscribe to RSS and have uh, you know a nice clear display uh, where you could you could read through and 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 check your the latest blogs and just read the the different things that are out there. Yeah, and the fact that it is software, I you know. We could see that down the line, and that's that's one of the nice things about this is that this does show that Apple is is now once again committed to the Apple TV because you know, for a while there, you know, Steve said a, a few months ago that 
you know, the Apple TV at this time was just a hobby, which was probably just a downplay the whole, you know, thing before this big announcement. But I think we're going I think this is once again just the beginning. We're going to see more compelling content on this Apple TV. Yeah, the fact that you can rent movies on your Apple TV. Oh my gosh. There there'll be people who will buy an Apple TV just for the movie rentals. Mhm. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so here's one other question. Um, are you able to browse, uh, like see photos and stuff like that, do slideshows and, and things with an Apple TV? Yeah, you can, uh, you can subscribe if you have dot Mac, which we've talked about before dot Mac is it's either awesome or awful depending on your needs, but, uh, you can subscribe to photo galleries that are on dot Mac and you can also subscribe to photo galleries that are on Flickr. That is amazing. So let's say let's say my mom once again my 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 mom who who will probably never buy one but we we like using her as an example. Yeah. Let's let's say that you know she gets the Apple TV and she's watching movies and loving it and you know I decide to go on a trip you know around the world which would be sweet but I could set her up on my Flickr feed yep. and she could just watch my watch my travel pretty much in real time as I upload new photos to it. She could see him right on her TV, and you could be releasing your video podcast as well. And yeah, yeah dude, this, it, this is amazing stuff. I mean, really, this is this is. I mean, I know there have been other devices that allow you to do this. Mm-hmm. Nothing that has been so closely mainstream and probably so easy to set up and use. Right. This is good stuff. Oh man, I'm I am so excited about this. I, I can't even tell you. I sold my Wii. To buy an Apple TV. That is so cool. <laughs> which is which is which some people may call me crazy, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean whatever. I mean you get to play with the Wii for a while and and I'm sure it's wore off and Oh yeah, I'm back to my Xbox. But anyway. Yeah. So so let's wrap up with the last two announcements of uh MacBook or Mac World. The next one is the MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. One yeah. one thousand seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yep. Ouch. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not cheap. No. And uh, this was the uh, you know, one more thing that that Steve likes to do was the, was the MacBook Air, and uh, you know, it's it's not a laptop for everybody. It's not a laptop. Certainly not a laptop for me. Uh, just a couple quick specs on it. Uh, the height. Uh, its thinnest point is a uh, 0.16, uh, 0.16 of an inch, and uh, its, its thickest is a uh, 0.76, uh, 0.76 of an inch. So it's a little bit uh, thicker than a half inch at its at its uh, most thickest point. Uh, 12.8 inches wide, 8.9 inches uh, deep, and it weighs about three pounds. So it's basically like a MacBook, only super, 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 super thin and yeah. made of aluminum. So so let's see what Andrea Andrea wants to say on the on the line here and then we'll just go off of that. Andrea, go ahead. I think it's 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 so pretty and it just looks so amazing and so sweet, but I think that for almost two thousand dollars Uncle Steve can let me watch DVDs. And it doesn't have a DVD player. And yeah, I know it has like the thing where you can, you know, wirelessly connect to an, another optical drive, but I mean, that's just not practical. It seems very inconvenient and so DVDs and CDs are so mainstream, and most people need to burn them or, you know, get files from customers, clients, or just for their private use. I think it's a necessity that it's, it's a big shortcoming. I think it's it's what's making me not buy it. Absolutely, that she brings up a couple good points there. Um, 
One of the things, uh, Chris, is that when they were announcing, oh, but you can now set up any drive on the net, anybody's drive on the network as a, it's like, dude, I've been doing that for the last nine years on my PCs. Yeah, but it's much easier now to just like <laughs> click a button and do it. Oh, but it, I mean, if you're a PC guy, it was pretty darn easy to do it on. I mean, you browse to the network, you pull it up, and it's like, okay, here's the shared drives. And you just right click, map it, and dude, you're ready to go. Right. Well, here's here's the thing: you can for ninety nine dollars, you can get a, a USB powered super drive. Oh, that, but that's that's the problem. I, I agree with you. You can get that. I don't think it's that big of a deal though, because I, I there's not really a, a let's say let's say I carry this uh, this laptop around in, in a little bag, right? Yep. You know, I put that uh, that drive it I drive in that little bag too. You know, 99% of the time, I'm not needing to pop in a DVD or a CD. When I need to, I just grab that attached to the side, and I'm good to go. Uh, not, having a, not having an optical drive attached to it isn't a deal breaker for me, how but much, I, can see, I can see where it's a deal breaker for a lot of people. How much is the drive? Uh, $99. Okay. I wouldn't have any problem with what you just said if the price on this stupid thing wasn't $1,799. Yeah, you're paying you're paying for the thinness of it, which is ridiculous. Well, I'm not even telling you, you know, that's got an 80 gig uh, a PATA drive. It's not even a SATA drive. If you want the solid state drive, oh, I know, thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars. Now, I two thousand seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, man, that's just crazy talk for that that drive. Man, Apple's just really raking you over the coals for that. Well, you know what? I went to Newegg and looked for an. If you do a search for an SSD drive, uh-huh. that's not too far off. So, folks know what an SSD drive, solid state, meaning that it is a all flash based drive. There are no moving parts. It is it is pretty much solid state. I mean, it, it, it's fast. I mean, you you turn it on, it's booting, it's done. You know, yeah, boom, boom. It, it's super fast. Not only that, but it re- hardly uses any power. Uh, just amazing. There are some things there, but the thing is that, uh, and you hear a lot of people talking about this, that, that solid state drives won't last forever. I mean, they, they only have a certain number of times that they'll be able to write to the drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, a period in time where those drives will just burn out. Yep. And another thing about this, uh, that, that Steve, uh, failed to mention is uh, it's got two gigs of RAM, but that's it. That's built into the motherboard. You can't add anything to it. Yeah. Uh, another thing, the the battery is not user replaceable, so you can't have an extra spare battery, which again is kind of silly. And I did find out that the if you needed to get a new battery, it's it's one hundred twenty nine dollars, which is the same price as you know a MacBook Pro battery, and it does come with free installation. And I found out there's four screws that you just basically unscrew the bottom case, slap it in there. You hook it back up and you're done. It's like a it's like a three minute repair. But the fact that I can't have an extra battery and I'm on a flight and my battery dies and I don't have a you know I'm not flying like Virgin America where they have like plugs in every seat, that's not cool. Yeah, I I, I see where. But the thing is, is this this product isn't cool altogether. I I I'm I personally feel that this is this is this is a bunch of junk. I mean, the, the if if. <sighs> A sub notebook to me is it's not just about thinness. It's about oh, no. you know, it's about shrinking the thing down. I I'll tell you what, I, I salivate at times when I see people who have those little uh you those little mini computers. What are those called? Uh the food well there's one uh, in particular that I that you and you and I were at the uh 
New Media Cincinnati meetup, um, someone had a, a Fujitsu Life book. Yeah. It was tiny. Oh man, it was so cool. Yeah. And and that's and that's the thing. You know, I don't think I don't necessarily think people want a super thin laptop. They want a tiny laptop. That's like, what I want. I like want a tiny laptop. Power, twelve inch power book was awesome. I, I think if they could do something along those lines where it's a twelve inch or an eleven inch widescreen or maybe even a ten inch widescreen, make it a little squattier, you know? I think that would be Way better than making do, a super thin. Laptop. Do you remember those planners that that zip up? It's like half the size. You know, it, it's kind of like half of the full page. Uh, what is that? Four and a half by. Um, I don't. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The 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 little um, day timer planners. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have a sub MacBook that. I mean, for, sure. Do I would I would literally pay. The seventeen ninety nine without the optical drive, without um, all the other things that we're talking about here, if that thing would fit inside of one of those little planners that you just zip it up and boom, you're ready to go. Yeah, I if, agree. If it was half the size, I, and, and I'm talking not thinness, I, I, I wouldn't mind if it was the same thickness or even slightly thick, thicker than my MacBook uh, that I have now, but but shrink that baby down, but give me the full blown operating system, but a but a you know a screen that that is maximized to that size, and a keyboard that is obviously not full size keyboard, but but shrunk down, but still enough to where I can I can get my fingers in there, dude. I would so pay eighteen hundred bucks for that, but yeah. I'm not paying eighteen hundred dollars for a computer that I don't care how thin it is, it's still the same darn size as my MacBook. Exactly. Same same and it's, when it's, it's got up. less of a hard drive. It has less capability for RAM. It has a lower processor and no optical drive. Uh, I mean this thing is missing so much. And and you, and who you, wants who wants it? Paris Hilton. I don't care. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, we're going to see Lindsay Lohan with this laptop. But, um, yeah, and Dimitri uh, in our chat room here brings up a good point, is that uh, him and I were both Mac geniuses for Apple. And uh, those hard drives that they have in there are the little 2.5 or uh, the little uh, 1.8-inch hard drives that are in the uh, Mac or in the uh, iPhone. The iPod, actually. iPod, I'm sorry, yeah. And, you know, the, there was a joke when we worked at the Genius Bar that it was actually the iPod swap bar. And we saw so much hard drive failure out of those little drives just because they're very small. The platters on those things are like the size of a quarter. And, you know, you're really trusting 80 gigs in, in, in something that small. Man, it just makes me nervous. You know, yeah. I, I think those drives aren't durable enough to be in a laptop. Especially not one that size. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you imagine that drive in a, in a, in a laptop that's half the size but built in a little bit more of a sturdy case with a, you know with a little bit more shock absorption yep. uh, built in there then that drive would be better in a smaller laptop like i said give me an intel version of the 12 inch power book and that would be awesome yeah uh, so i i had a 12 inch power book and i loved that laptop it was my favorite you know i've had i've had all these intel laptops as far as size and everything that was the best laptop because it was just it was full featured. It had its own video card and all that good stuff. I could run World of War when I played World of Warcraft. I could I, I you know everybody had these really big computers. I whipped out this little twelve inch power book and it ran it just as good as everybody else. 
And I think it was awesome. Now, the one thing people are talking about in our chat room is the uh, the new touchpad features. It supports multi-touch and gesturing. You know what? Yawn. I'm not a. It doesn't really matter to me. I I, yeah. I use the trackpad, you know, exclusively. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself. I wouldn't see myself using those features. You know, I use the two button, you know, the uh, the two finger scroll and the two finger right click and stuff like that. And that's that's enough. I don't need to pinch my my trackpad just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, I, now yeah, and for me the whole pinch and and stuff like that 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 seems more intuitive on a on a touch screen than it does on a trackpad. Exactly. But of course, you know, we haven't used it, and and therefore that could be a little bit cooler than what we might even be giving it credit for. But but still, that's not a reason to go pay this much money for it. Especially mm-hmm. I, what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm looking at a MacBook Pro. And I'm gonna on the site. And I'm gonna click buy now, and I'm gonna look at the starting at price on a MacBook Pro. And survey says one thousand nine hundred ninety. Dude, I am so going to pay two hundred dollars more and get a MacBook Pro. Oh yeah, two hundred dollars. The processor's much much faster. It's got a much bigger hard drive. It's got uh, the same amount of RAM, but you know you can upgrade it to four gigs. It's got a way better video card in it. It's got a 120 gig hard drive. It has an 8x double layer super drive, and it's got an NVIDIA GeForce uh, uh, graphics card with 128 meg SD RAM. Mm-hmm. So I mean, $200 more, you get you. I mean, ugh. and then of course, if you if you drop down, go back down to the MacBook here, and let's talk about what you could get for the same price. I'm gonna click. Uh, here, the you know the the highest one uh, pre-configured, 2.2 gigahertz, one gig of RAM. Uh, you put an extra gig in there. You're looking at you know 14.99, 15.16.99. Same price. You you still get a better system with a MacBook, tricked out yeah. MacBook. Yeah, if you get the the cool, super cool black uh, colored uh, MacBook with a 2.2, two gigs of RAM, 160 gig hard drive. It's sixteen forty nine, so you're still getting better. Yeah, when it comes down to sub, when it comes down to notebooks, we're talking uh, footprint. Is that what they call it? Footprint. Yeah, and yeah. I just I, I just upgraded the the black one with a, a two hundred and fifty gig hard drive, two gigs of RAM, and it's seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And really, it you know if you open if you open a MacBook on an airplane, uh-huh. it's going to take up the same amount of room as a MacBook Air when it's open. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. It's the footprint. You know, mm-hmm. the, this thing is going to take up the same amount of space. Sure, you can sli- you can you know if you have a little laptop attaché case, you can fit it in there, and you can carry around you know maybe fifteen of your client files. <laughs> but who yeah. cares? I mean, when you open it up, it takes up the same amount of space. Uh, it workspace. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, like I said, this is this is the Paris Hilton laptop. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I I think it I think it's crazy, but anyway, that that's our fault. That's our thoughts on it here. And so I I give it a thumb down. Thumbs down. What do you give it? Uh, thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Don't go out and buy one. And right. I think and and that that was pretty much all all that Steve announced. And you know, I was a little underwhelmed, but but the more I thought about it, I'm thinking, you know what? I think we're gonna see more. More announce, more like show type announcements throughout the year. Like you know that they're going to do an, you know they're going to do an event next next month for the for the iPhone. You know. Yeah. Are they really going to do one? I think so. I think we're going to see more 
of that kind of stuff throughout the year yeah. than, than, you know, just Steve's one announcement at, at Macworld and Steve's one announcement at the Worldwide Developer Conference. Right. You know, I think we're going to start seeing more. Maybe there might, they might be smaller. You know, they might not be held at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. They might be held, you know, at, at Apple's. Uh, they have their own little, like, uh, auditorium. You know, they, may, they might be there more often. Right. Which is fine, you know. I I just don't think that uh, I was kind of underwhelmed on this one. I, I'm you know I was really really excited about uh, the iTunes stuff and really excited about the Apple TV stuff. And you know I'm glad I got an iPhone update. But really, all in all, it was kind of eh, you know, eh. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, you th- you said that was it, but there is one other item, and I want you to talk about it. Uh, there is Office 2008. Yeah, then now that wasn't really announced at the keynote. Well, he, I, he actually, I take that back. He kind of touched on it a little bit. Microsoft released uh, Office 2008 for the Macintosh, and uh, I've been kind of playing with it a little bit. And uh, Dimitri and I were actually talking about this because uh, where he works, they're using it right now, and he hates it. Um, the the one advantage it does give over Office 2004 is uh, that it is written natively. It's it's a universal application, so it works a lot faster. Um, then you know if you ran to Office 2004, it was running in in what was called a, a Rosetta, which was a compatibility layer um, for the IT, uh, for um, the Intel chips to work with programs that were written you know before Apple started using Intel, and so it's it's a little faster. It does look a little different, and it's different enough that it, it's kind of slowing me down using it. But um, it does have a little bit better exchange support if you use Entourage. Uh, it does support the brand new uh, Office uh, 2007 file formats that uh, the Windows guys are using now. So it's got it's got some nice features. Um, it's got something called a My Day, which is uh, I just clicked on it right now. It's kind of like a little free floating uh, planner, like a little like one pane. You know, it shows what my calendar is for the next day and my t- tasks and things like that. And that it's kind of cool that it sits up in the top uh, toolbar. So you know, I can always click on it whenever I need it. It's okay uh, so far. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I got it. I was just kind of tired of 2004. I was tired of taking so long to run in Rosetta. It does seem to be a little snappier. Uh, the funny thing that happened though is uh, the fonts were corrupted when I had it, so it made all my Safari items all screwed up. So I had to do a little bit of uh, uh, terminal voodoo to get it back working. So well, that's a bummer. Yeah. All in all, I I, I give it. Not a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but a thumbs sideways. <laughs> thumbs sideways. You know what I mean? Um, really, the, the only reason that I need to use it is because, you know, um, I'm the only one in my department at my, at my day job that uses a Mac. And uh, I, they're all, they all switched over to Office 2007. So I, I, I made the switch to 2008 uh, for that reason. And, and I want a little bit better exchange support since we do use Microsoft Exchange. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, that wraps up this episode of Help, I Got a Mac. Um, Let's see here. We are going to be back next Sunday evening or this Sunday evening at 9.30 p.m. where you can join us every week. Uh, We really need your questions. We need you to call in and ask basic Mac user questions. The phone number is area code 859-795-4067. And uh, we'll see you Sunday night. Uh, if you want to find out how to get there, just go to helpigotamac.com. Cliff, have a nice week, buddy. You too. You too.